Oh, the DJ that scratched the needle. Oh, well, fuck it. What's going on, y'all? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I was just about to get into that shit. Uh, oh, here we go. It's coming back. Oh, no, fuck it. <laughs> hey, happy Saturday, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the End Is On podcast. It's your man, Brian Foster, in the building. Uh, we missed you last week. Facebook, Zuckerberg, you's a bitch. I'm saying that out loud. Lock me down for nothing. I didn't, even, I didn't even do nothing. I swear I didn't do nothing. All right, I did a little something. But it wasn't worth a week. It wasn't worth a week. But anyway, your man is back. Uh, I got the crew, and we are ready to talk about higher learning. Higher learning. <laughs> um, let me introduce my guest. You guys know him already. My man Jamil's in the building. What's going on, Fred? What's going on, sir? Pleasure to be here. All the time. And then you got Eric Calla back in the building. What's going on, baby? Hey, y'all. So, Auntie Lori done said we got, we getting put back in the house, putting back on punishment. Man, it's tough. Look, I, Erica don't ever want to leave the house again, like ever in life. <laughs> stay home, stay safe. Uh, stay home, stay safe. Fuck that. We gonna meet at my house in the yard. Shh, don't tell nobody. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up the episodes to fill the void. I've been a lot of. I've been a little scattershot lately, so I'm make sure I get you at least two a week, um, and make sure we stay on these movies a little bit more consistently. I think next week I got a special surprise for you, so be prepared. Actually, the next two weeks I got two movies that I can't believe I haven't done yet. But anyway, let's talk about higher learning. Uh, John Singleton's second effort. Uh, relative success. Uh, I don't have my other computer in front of me, but I know it made more than it um, was budgeted for. What you know? Uh, I don't really like this movie. This is the first movie we've done that I'm kind of not a fan of. So I, I'm looking forward to shitting on it. <laughs> but to, hey, y'all tell me, where were you at? What were you doing? How old were you? What was going on? What 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 would you think, Erica? This is kind of your suggestion, so you go first. It's not my favorite film, but um, how old was I? I was 15. So I was high school. I went to a very racially diverse high school. And I remember we talked about this movie every day for a very long time. Um, you know, talking about the characters and who people could relate to um, from that teenage perspective. Um, watching it again as an adult, I think I saw it very differently. And I'm sure that'll come out as we talk about it. But yeah, I was, I was 15, sophomore in high school. So who would you go to see it with? You know what? I don't even remember, but probably my girlfriends. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. Jamil, what about you, brother? Uh, so 1995, uh, I'm a, probably a sophomore. This came out in January, so I'm probably a sophomore in college uh, at Clark Lane University. And this movie just reminded me why I went to HBCU. <laughs> 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 Don't necessarily remember where or uh, when I saw it, but uh, probably saw this at home since it came out in January. It's probably on break or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just probably saw it with some of my boys, and it made thirty-eight million. Thirty-eight mil. What was what was it? Uh, how much did it cost to make? That is a good question. Let me look that up. I'll come back. Didn't say. Yeah, I don't see it. I'm sure. I'm trying to find it right now. Here we go. This will tell me. This will tell me, hold on two seconds. 
No, it didn't tell me. All right. All right. So May 38 mil came out January 11th, 1995. All right. So January 11th, 1995, I am a fifth year senior <laughs> at uh, Illinois State University. I'm gonna be frank, I don't remember, again, I remember every movie I saw, who I saw it with, and I have no idea who I saw this with and when I saw it. This, this movie did not resonate with me at all um, at the time. I thought it was okay. I, I probably saw it with my girlfriend at the time, I'm sure, but I have no recollection of actually seeing this movie in a theater. So this is already gonna tell you where I'm going for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> but if you don't know it, if you haven't seen it, don't let me stop you from watching it. But uh, the movie's based in a fictional college called um, Columbus University. Uh, it's a college named after Christopher Columbus. And it follows the tale of a diverse set of uh, freshmen that arrive on the campus, some white, some black, some female, some male, and just how surviving as mainly as an African-American male on a predominantly white institution's campus can be somewhat harrowing, let's put it that way. Uh, but it's a kind of a coming of age tale. It really does, I, I will give it this, it does break down how um, people wind up in their little subsections and cliques and how some people really do kind of get damaged and turn out to be um, anti-Black, anti-Muslim, anti-Jewish. Uh, it really does kind of show how this isolated character winds up with this group of skinheads and goes off the rails. So it does do a good job of that. I will give it that much credit. Uh, but it's an interesting watch. It just, here's my main issue with it. It tries to do too damn much. Yeah. You don't have to hit every every plot point in one movie. Like we're gonna talk about racism. We're gonna talk about uh, being on scholarships. We're gonna talk about love. We're gonna talk about uh, Judaism. We're gonna talk about gay and <laughs> lesbian shit. We're gonna talk about. I mean, I mean, it hits. We're gonna talk about rape. We. Gonna, I mean, God damn, do we have to talk about everything? <laughs> You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was looking at it, I saw the running time. I was like, I don't remember this movie being two hours long. And then I'm watching it, I'm like, man, we going through everything that happened in college. <laughs> in a semester, basically, bro. <laughs> right. In the first semester of freshman year, they hit it off. But, but that happens though, right? I think he was, because Singleton, I think he was 25 at the time he made the movie. He was young and was I'm imagining having been, you know, 25 in 1995, trying to make it in film. Yeah, he did too much, but all of those things were very relevant for the time and the space that we were in as a country. And he was just trying to get it all in there and made us sit two hours of it, but he just tried to do it. I mean, that does all happen on a college campus. And depending sure. on the subset of friends you in, you might see all of it in your first semester. Is it too much to try to explore in a movie? Yeah, maybe, but it does happen in real life. And I think that was the realism of what he was trying to get to. I think he, when you black and you're a filmmaker, you never know if you're gonna get another movie. So I guess he was trying to push up, <laughs> he was trying to put all this shit in one flick. Um, but it was just, it was just distracting. Like, uh. I, I can't, I don't wanna process all that in one. I would have rather focused on Cube, and um, oh shit, uh, I, I keep wanting to call him Omar Epps and Remy. 
and like their whole that whole little thing that was going on. And that have been more Alicia Silverstone don't need to be in this movie. I don't need the whole <laughs> rape angle and she wasn't. The, you know, that was not Alicia Silverstone. Who was that? <laughs> who, who was, what's her name? <laughs> right. I was Which about one? to go back to the camera. That girl was not in this movie. Um Which one was that? Uh Christy Swanson. Oh, Kristen Swanson. All them blonde white girls start looking the same to me. All right, Kristen Swanson, my bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad, Kristen Swanson, wherever you are. Uh, yeah, I, I could have done without her character, period. Like, I didn't need all the, the sexual ambiguity. I, I didn't need none of that. That was all. The only good part, only good scene that came out of her was when they went to the frat house yeah. and was about to whoop the white boy's ass. Cause they, and that and they did really need that. I mean, they could have called Brenda. I always call her Brenda. She'll always be Brenda to me. They could have called Brenda uh, a black bitch in another form and had that happen. So her whole character could be eliminated. But we will get into that later on. But it just it just did too much for me. I ain't, rest in peace, John. You you tried. You tried. You tried. <sighs> Let's do the categories. Favorite scenes. What you got, Erica? Mm, no, come back to me. Let me think. He said, "Come back to me, Jamil. What you got?" You know what is, um, I guess my favorite scene in the movie is, well, there's a couple. So there's one when uh, Omar Epps, when he goes out to meet the track coach, and he's like, oh, you a superstar. He's out here strutting with these <laughs> big ass jeans. <laughs> Come on, man, that's what we was doing at the time. Don't do that, don't right. do that. I mean, I ain't mad at it, but I'm just saying, like, I ain't got to be nothing, whatever. So that was one part that I thought was funny and, you know, his conversation with the coach. But the other part that was my main part is uh, when he showed up at Remy's room, like, yo, what's up? <laughs> like, he was doing all that talking, like, we here now. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's gangster right there. <laughs> and what's, what's funny about that is, there's two things that's hilarious about that. One, Remy was talking that shit like he didn't know where he lived. So right. <laughs> What do you think was gonna happen? <laughs> Two, I've seen that scenario go down more than once. <laughs> but that was very college-like though. Somebody just show up in your room like, hey, you got a problem? So that was my second part. Okay. Erica, what you got? Okay, I would say it was the interaction, a lot of the interactions between um, Regina King, what's her character's name? Monet. Brenda. <laughs> between Monet and her roommate um what was her roommate's name uh the white girl Kristen I think I think her name was Kristen in the movie my name was Kristen yeah yeah um I think the interactions between Monet and Kristen particularly the one where she came home and she found her you know having had experienced the rape and she was like uh-uh we going let's go like you know in that moment it was about the human connection between a woman who was seeing another woman experience pain and all the race issues went out the window and all of that stuff became secondary to the human connection that she had to her as a woman in that moment. And she was like, no, we're going to get them. Let's go. Because I mean, th that's how you feel. And everybody doesn't always take that initiative. Like, nope, nope, let's go. We're going across campus and we're going to deal with it. Um, and then the second part of that. Wait, 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 wait. I got an issue with that. What you you do? Say? Okay. Okay. She didn't rush across campus because she got raped. She rushed across campus because he called her a black bitch. Wait a minute. No, no, no. But before I thought that happened after. I thought that was a secondary interaction. Uh, nope. He, she, she, he called. She answered. The oh, phone. it was the phone call. He, he, she was saying he wasn't. She wasn't there. 
You are and correct. He was, and he said, put on the phone, you black bitch. And that's what set that in motion. Okay, okay. So I take that back. Then I take all that back. <laughs> <laughs> all that back. And she did but she did have her back. She was still just crying, but she knew something had happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She didn't even you know, like, at that I, point, she didn't even know she had gotten raped. Okay. She just knew something was wrong. So I take that back because I processed that completely different in my mind. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, nice. She was being so good to her. Um, yeah, no. So I take that back. But I do like <laughs> that she consistently had her, her roommates back throughout the whole movie. Um, no matter what was going on with her roommate, she had her back. Okay. All right. Any other any other you said that was first. What was the second? Oh, wait a minute, Jamil, what you got? Oh, so wait, going back to their dynamic when um when um, Monet got to the room when they first moved in. That was the one. She went with her old passive aggressive. Oh, I like that side, but I see you got it first. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Kristen responded with, yeah, I guess I did. Because I did. Right. I guess I did. So she wasn't backing down. Right. She was not backing down at all. And that's when uh, I think Monet was like, oh, okay, she cool. I'll let right, her right, 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 right. We can do this. We can do this. Guess you can stay. <laughs> All right, Eric, you said you had another one, E? No, that was it. That was the other that's one. It. Yeah, okay. that was the other one. So I got a couple. I got a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. Make sure we got any comments. So the first uh, Cube Malik talk when they're uh, at Cube's room and he's like, it is so apropos, right? He's like, so you in a stadium full of people thousands of people, the American flags right behind you. The anthem comes on, everybody stands up and looks at you. What do you do? He's like, man, I stand, you know, I, I guess I'd be too embarrassed. I guess I get up and stand. Yeah. You're like, mm. okay. He's like, you run a track, huh? He's like, yeah, if you don't run, you don't get no scholarship, huh? You don't get no tuition? Nah, run, nigga, run. <laughs> I'm like, CQ, this is when I loved you. Fuck this Trump shit up. But this is when you was my man, you. I just, I just love that first. That's just kind of, especially when everything was happening with Cap and everything. I remember mm-hmm. reposting that on Facebook. Like, Q was preaching in 95 and we didn't even know. Um, the whole the whole scene we just talked about where the, the frat dude calls the, the dorm and then Cube and the whole crew go over there and pull him out. What's extra hilarious about this is that we've done this. Like, there would be four or five of us. Quick, quick diversion. We were driving down the street one day at U of I. Uh, these white guys were outside their frat. They threw snoop, snowballs and hit our car. We stopped, jumped out, rushed. They ran in the frat house. We rushed in the frat. It's four of us. <laughs> it's got to be 30, 30 white boys standing around. We rushed in the frat house with crowbars and a bat and was like, who hit the car? Who? And, and Marks are scared, shook. All you got to do is be black on white campus. And they, I'm like five, six, 120 pounds. Who's scared of me? white boys, because they don't they think all black dudes are crazy. So anyway, that scene is just, not, say it, say beautiful black woman, queen of the earth. <laughs> beautiful black woman, I can't remember all that. <laughs> I love that scene, hilarious. Um, the first talk in uh, Fishburne's office when Malik goes in and Fish breaks it down. It's like, hey man, listen, guys, he calls him a sellout on this breath. He's like, hey man, listen, you got to stop that nobody's giving you any handouts you got run-on sentence no periods but it's not that you black it's that your ass ain't is dumb <laughs> can you can you step your game up and he just kind of starts breaking down not only dynamics on the campus 
and how he's going to survive as a student, but how he, he's going to have to survive as a as a black man. Um, and even in the second conversation, when he's like, so, you, you know, superstar runner, hold on, another divergent. Lois Fishburne's accent is the worst fucking thing in this movie. What was he doing? It is not the worst thing. It's the worst <laughs> thing in this movie. <laughs> We'll get to that then. I mean, I, I, your worst right, thing. I mean but, it was uh, it was bad. But it was bad. Um, why did it why was it even necessary? I was just gonna say it wasn't necessary. Why uh, mm, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Poor job on you fish. But but then he tells him, he said, What would you do, Mr. If Mr. Track Star, if you thought somebody from another team was faster, stronger, run faster. He with his pipe. <laughs> <laughs> So those little conversations in the office, I think are just dope as, um, you know, a brother to another brother, but not, you know, not on, just no, not in a handhold, not telling them the real, real. Like, I'm not here to, to have you step on my back to get where you need to get. You need to get there on your own. And uh, it's going to take you twice as hard, twice as much work, right? That's what we say that all the time, right? We got to do twice as much as our counterparts. So I always love those. Um, the back and forth little uh, sex scene, uh, it, uh, where you know she's messing with dude and then he fades back and then the girls oh, yeah. the picture that little yeah. back and forth well shot and reminds me of um not as well done but it reminds me of more better blues when he's back and forth in between the two women not as well done but i enjoy the scene two girls kissing always good with me it was deeper than that though you don't let's not skirt over that that i mean i'm okay fine but <laughs> i mean she was exploring her sexuality but no let's go back to 1995 right that was okay. Good a point. real conversation about uh sexual fluidity and how a person doesn't necessarily have to choose which was kind of a a, a new i don't want to call it it wasn't new but it was you know, just starting to be accepted, accepted and, and openly talked about. I mean, I mean, wasn't that around the time of like Ellen's coming out and, you know, there was a lot of celebrities starting to come out. And so it, I think it was, again, him being overly intentional, but, you know, another one of those themes that he tried to squeeze in so that mm -hmm. people recognize and accept that, you know, people don't have to choose. One minute she can be with this guy and then the next minute she can go with old girl and, that's all right. And in fairness, in 95, you wasn't getting a lot of these type of scenes, right? Girls kissing and stuff. I remember when Wild Things came out. Y'all remember Wild Things? Mm -hmm. And uh, the girl, <laughs> um, gosh, I see all these white girls' names are flying out of my head. <laughs> the one from a scary movie. The girl from Scream. Yeah, yeah. And Scream and what was the other one? Um, the one that was married to Charlie Sheen, like uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards. I was going to say, yeah. that's why. I was going to yeah. Housewife, you know, this one right here. Oh, I, I didn't know that. So, uh, yeah, you know, I remember what that, that was a big controversy when they kissed on screen, right? So this is kind of groundbreaking and, and, and he's pushing boundaries. Yes. And two women were kissing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole, this is probably the best scene in the movie to me. And Jamil already kind of brought it up when Malik confronts Remy at his room you know, gives him the, the, the jump and he, he's like, punk ass white boy. And then Remy loses it in the room, right? Just tears up his stuff, his roommate's stuff, completely freaks out. His roommate comes home. 
<laughs> he's like, my my stuff, man. This this is my stuff. What you gonna do about? It? Oh, oh, well, I'm gonna beat your ass. What the fuck? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. So he's like, then he, you know, then you know, he's pushing them, and then you know, uh, Omar comes in, hems him up. He pulls the gun. That whole scene is so intense, and yeah. I, you know. It's crazy, you know, he's like, get on the floor and, and the white boy drops and Omar is kind of looking at him. He's, you know, he's shook, but he ain't, you know, he's like, but I ain't, I ain't your bitch. I'm not dropping to the floor. And then he runs after him. And I'm like, what were you really gonna do if you caught him? He had a gun. But anyway, uh, just the emotion, the raw emotion of everybody in that that scene is dope to me. I really, I really enjoyed that. That's probably my favorite scene. Yeah, and um, the fight on the stairs. You didn't talk about the fight on the stairs. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This next fight, fight at lunch. It was the very next one. Fight at lunch. No, not that one. Not that one. The one when Remy, uh, when Malik's character chased him. Oh, um, you talking about after the shooting? Yeah, after the yeah. shooting, they was tussling on the stairs. Yeah, that's oh, that's that's my last one. So okay, I got, keep going. At, I got the fight at lunch when, okay. when they go when they you know they them and the skinheads get into it and and like uh, Omar kicks them and is like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he just won the Super Bowl. Love that. And then then the shooting, obviously. Everything from, and this is probably Omar Epps' best acting, which ain't saying a whole lot, but this is probably the best piece of acting he's ever done when Deja's die and and, and um, Lawrence is like, Mr. You know, go get some help. And he's just shaking and all fucked up. Best acting he's ever done. And then he whoops his ass on the stairs and then he blows his head off, you know, blah, 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 blah. But um, that part where she got shot and he pulls her behind the statue and he's just losing it and can't can't get his head together. Best best acting he's ever done. He should have retired after that. <laughs> he should have retired after this movie, this horrible movie. Yeah, that was the best best scene he'll he'll ever have. Now he's doing shit like this uh, stalker movie with Neil Long. I mean, come on, dog. Come nah. on. He made uh, Major League Two. Ah, come on, no, stop it. But you know, getting back to Omar, this is probably his best film where he played the athlete and he actually looked like an athlete. Oh, he, he looks like a, a track runner. Now, Absolutely. football player, basketball player, not so much. <laughs> so let's talk about this for a second. First of all, I think we've touched on this in another in another in another pod. But why is Omar? Why was Omar the go-to athlete pick for movies? He played a baseball player. A major league baseball player. He played a football college running back. He was so skinny they had to keep put. They put like three pair of fucking thigh high socks on him and stuff to make his calves look bigger. True story. He played a college and NBA superstar. Omar S is like five nine. <laughs> and then he played, and this and I agree with you. This makes the most sense to be able. He actually looked like he might be a a, a track athlete. Morris Chestnut, on the other hand, does not look like a track athlete, and I have. That's in my. That's in me picking nits later in the movie. about problems I have. There was no reason to have Morris in this movie. He's not built like a track <sighs> runner. Football player, not a track runner. And he was a horrible actor even in that scene. Morris not did a horrible job in that scene. Okay. Was this, was this his first movie? No, this is after bro. This is after Boys in the Hood. Is it? Yeah. I learned it's after Boys in the Hood. Oh yeah. Which, absolutely. And I'm surprised he's even in the movie for that five seconds. Like. <laughs> This little bullshit part. After Boys in the Hood, this is what you took? I mean, I guess maybe he just wanted to work with John again, but now, Morris Chester is not a great actor. Agreed. However, it's something about tragedy that, that these brothers, when his wife died and uh, Best Man Christmas or whatever that shit is called, 
What's it called? The, the second best man? Holiday. Best man holiday, right. And his wife dies and he's at the grave and the body's going down and everybody's walking away and he he falls out and, 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 and Tay comes and grabs him and I, damn. Morris, you got it that time, brother. Is that emotion, B-Foss? Girl, listen, that part, <laughs> that part, uh, like I was the first time I saw it in the theater. You cried. Man, popcorn, <laughs> popcorn got a little soggy. I ain't even go trip. <laughs> Alice looked at me like, are you crying? I was like, no. <laughs> If that was you, baby. That's how. That's how I would be. I could. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best, most memorable quotes. I like the scene. My most memorable quote was, "And why it's memorable, right?" But I'm not gonna be able to remember it. But when um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the conversation where Malik and Lawrence Fishburne, where he called him an Uncle Tom, and he said, "Well, what does that have to do with your ability to place a comma in its proper place?" Because Pack him up. Don't come in here telling me who I am and you can't even spell. So right. <laughs> it was the it, it going in, in line with what you discussed earlier. You know, all of that don't have nothing to do with the fact that you're a horrible student. Right. So get right. yourself together, bruh. And you do. And don't worry about me. I'm teaching you. <laughs> you <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not giving you this bad grade because of content or I didn't like your premise. I forget, ain't no period right there. I would, <laughs> these are standard rules. I don't black, white, Asian. I, I, this is Latinx. This is what it is, bro. He said you can't put a comma in its proper place and don't have a period at the end of the sentence. So we, you know, we like to cry. Some of us tend to, you know, cry racism, cry foul when we're not even doing the basic requirements needed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Got got any other ones, or is that the one that stuck out to you? That was the one that stuck out to me. I'm sure I have another one. I'm sure I have more. Let me go back to my notes. I told you how to take notes. <laughs> Jamil, while she's looking, what you got? Well, I kind of talked about one. Um, the Regina uh, King quote. Um, I like that side of the room, but you got here first. That was I wrote that one down. Uh, then the rest of them are from Cube, man. This, mm -hmm. this was like a really deep movie for Cube, so I got several. Uh, when they were in the party, or the first scene when they're at uh, the party at Cube's house, and his roommate come out, and he's like, yo, when the party gonna be over? He said, when it's over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I got that one. Uh, then when Regina King came to him, it was like, uh, you know, the paper's out in the printer, and he was like, go buy some more. That's right, go buy some more. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he told her in uh in uh, Boys in the Hood, uh, right. you better go to the store with that. <laughs> right. So one more from Q. Uh, I forgot where it was in the movie, but they were talking, uh, you know, just talking about how they were on a white campus, and he's like, "We behind enemy lines, dog." I thought that was really poignant. And then uh, to Lawrence Fishburne, like y'all been talking about him, what he said to uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, uh, damn it. Malik. Mariah. What's his name? Malik. Malik. When he says Malik, perhaps if you could spell as well as you run, I was like, oh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> 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 like, Body shots. Be? 
you gotta go get them books, brother. <laughs> he consistently stayed packing him up over those. Every time he got a chance, he hit him with something about his poor grammar. <laughs> but yeah, those were mine right there. Love them, love them. Eric, can you find some more? Yeah, the one um, when Remy went to the room and was asking Fudge, you know, how would you like it if I started playing my music when you were trying to study? And he was like, it I wouldn't feel nothing. He's like, because it wouldn't happen. I wouldn't pass. Like, that's not, that's not what we're doing. You are not the same. <laughs> no, this way. That was, a, that was one. And um, uh, the one when the skinheads were having the conversation, um, they were having a conversation about something. They were like, well, let's go down to the bar and get a drink. And he was like, we're young, we're white, we live in America, what more do you want? And, you know, that's another one that just, you know, gets to that Lawrence Fishburne trying to explore every angle, but still wanted us to kind of see into their world and peek, peek into their thinking and their mindset about how, you know, we own this, this is, we own this place. We can do whatever we want to do. So, you know, that was another one that really stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. I got a couple. Um, this was just funny to me as, as a, 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 this movie really did, even though I, I'm not a, a fan of it, it does resonate a lot with me because I ran track at a private white, I'm a public white institution and had a lot of these things that happened to Malik happened to me. But um, he's like, I got, he's when he's talking to his coach, Jamil, you talked about this earlier. I got guys out here that will clean your clock. Who? What is? <laughs> uh Lawrence Fishburne he comes to him he's like I ain't no dumb athlete that remains to be seen <laughs> <laughs> uh run nigga run I already talked about that one yeah. uh who do I have I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody who do I got somebody to prove something to yourself yeah <laughs> uh what y'all, you know, what are you, what are you gentlemen out here doing? Plotting to steal, steal what? The information, all of it. It <laughs> <laughs> um, needed that part to find out the Fudge's last name was Mr. White was hilarious. Mr. Yeah, Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then also on that part, yeah, I had his class once, maybe twice. Maybe twice, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and you, yep, you beat me to it. We behind enemy lines, dog. One beat down will never equal 439, 439 years of captivity. Cube was dropping. Cube was dropping it in there. I was like, he was so woke. He was woke before his time. Right, right. When he was, uh, when he was like asking about that book about Frederick Douglass, he's like, yeah. So he's like, what, you know, who put you on Frederick? He got excited, boy. He was like, yeah, he got hey. excited, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I thought she was a smart one, but you ain't. So you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that was another. He's like, read it for yourself, not for some damn class. Some damn class. Uh, that man, that shit resonates with me, bro. Like, I got, I was so, I was woke. <laughs> you, you could, man, I mean, none. Uh, it's crazy though. So, so Cube does Doughboy, then he flips it completely, right? And he's here, you know, doing this role on the next role, but. He been there six years. We all know folks that extended their college time. No judgment here. But why is he hanging out with all these freshmen? Come on, man, you know. 
I was about to. You, I have but you never see. But you never see him. You know, with so, for the obvious reason. So. So I, I went to Illinois State. I went to a PWI, and one thing that I thought about as I watched that um, their interactions, even all these freshmen coming in, is that we tend to flock to our own communities in that way. And I remember being a freshman going to off-campus apartments. It was th three weeks into the school year probably, and we would go to off-campus apartments and just kick it. It wasn't necessary, and we barely knew each other. It was just, hey, you here and I'm here and we the same color, so we gonna make sure we look out for each other. And you know, we would go off campus apartments and they would cook dinner, everybody hang out and play cards and all of that stuff. And it was everybody from freshmen to seniors. So it wasn't that far off. That's fair. In terms of the first semester of freshman year, black people on campus just trying to create community with whoever is there. It wasn't that far off. Yes, no, that's fair. That's fair. And to her point, I think, you know, that was their community and Fudge was like the leader of that community. He was the monarch since he had been there the longest. So he had all of the information to pass down to people about what to do, what not to do, who to look out for, you know, because like when uh, Regina rang into trouble, who'd you go to? Fudge, what are we going to do? He's mm -hmm. like, all right, I got it. So. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's kind of who, who he is as a, as a character in the movie, right? He's mm -hmm. he's looking out for his people. The freshmen probably need the most helping hands. Mm -hmm. uh, he's making sure they, you know, they got it. And, you know, he's looking out for his village. I, I guess I get that. I guess I get that. And in retrospect, now you said that, Erica, I do remember um, living in the house, the Alpha house, and that first couple of weeks, yeah, we had mad freshmen up and in through there, like using our computers and stuff like, yeah, that's true. We had little sisters, like little coming and yeah. hanging out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. All right. I still think they should have showed him hitting one. That's because that <laughs> <laughs> But that would have been another distraction, and then you would have been mad. Right. Sequence to the game. It, it could have been a little. It could have been a little satellite. <laughs> it didn't have to be a storyline. Just you come over Fudge's, and he like, now nah, you can't come in today, dog. I got company. That's all I'm saying. Can Fudge get him some loving? <laughs> all right. What uh? Let's skip it over. Uh, hold on. What did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? We watched scenes. We got the most memorable quotes. All right. What's the blackest thing that happened in this movie? And it's a lot. I was going to say, it's a lot of black. A lot of black. Um, I'm not going to go first, but let me think. <laughs> All right. I'll take over. The, the blackest thing, well, one of the blackest things in this movie is Buster Rhymes. Why is you just angry everywhere, dog? First of all, you... You just hyped to go start a fight. <laughs> you what's, really ain't got no lines unless it talks about fighting somebody. What's oh, Buster Brown's major? <laughs> Who knows? What year is he? <laughs> he even get in. He can't even. Uh, he never articulated a complete sentence the whole film. Does he even go to that school, or is he one of them cats that like go that move in with their boys when they go to school? He just on campus with like a book bag, but he ain't really in class. <laughs> I didn't know his name until I looked it up in the movie. Does anybody? Know I was him? just about to say. <laughs> I don't remember saying his name. <laughs> what is his name in this movie? It's Dreads. That's oh. his name. In the movie. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> right. So that's number one. And then the second thing, I'm like, why does Omar Epps get beat up every time it's him and Remy and the cops go to beat him up? Remy walked right by the cops every time in the dorm room, 
go right by the cops. Omar get beat up by the cops. And then at the end of the movie, this mm -hmm. man done shot up the whole campus, walk right by the cops. <laughs> and then Omar getting beat up again. Mm -hmm. That is the blackest scene that I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a realist. In like, that. they let Remy get up and go the second time. Like, he's in a fight. Oh, you you can go. We got him. And even when, even when, so, like, they cuff up Malik after the shooting, and Remy's trying to escape, and even when he pulls the gun out, he's like, no, it's okay. We, we, you can still be an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Remy, I mean, Malik in handcuffs, bleeding outside of his head, and they're still right. trying. He all messed up. Blood all over from his girl dying. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Nah, that's a good call. That's a good call. E, what you got? I'm going to say the scene after the fight, after the cafeteria fight, when they were all in um, um, in Fudge's room about the fight, and they recall it, how they did it. And I was like, what? Bub, like, after the fight hype up, where they're in the room, and they recall it. And I said, and I put my foot, and I, I stuffed them with my boot, and I'm like, boom, boom. And they going, blow, I mean, minute for minute, play for play, blow for blow. They are going to recount that entire fight to, for, for the rest of the week. They talked about that. I'm telling you, in real life, they would have talked about that fight. Week? The rest of their lives, me and my boys still talk about fights we got into when we was in high school. What are you talking about? <laughs> That was the blackest thing because we gonna tell you everything we did. Did you see when I? Did you see when my boy did this and I did this? Like that whole conversation was the blackest thing ever. Buster Rhymes' yeah. best work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good call too. All right, that that's some good stuff. I got a couple. Um, so this this might this not gonna resonate with with Jamil, but this might resonate with you, Erica. Walking around campus with all these university events going on on the quad, on campus, whatever, and you not paying attention or giving nary a fuck. So like they had the whole like, yeah. welcome freshman thing going yeah. on with the band and all this stuff. And Malik walked through the campus like, oh, whatever. Like, like what is this? Like what even are y'all doing? Right, what do you do? What? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good on all of that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. I walk past some, you know, frat house or some university or homecoming float or whatever. And I'm just irritated more like, get out the way. I'm trying to go where I'm going more than like, hey, our university. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was hilarious when he would just walked through it all like, man, whatever. Um, the the clutch the, pur the, clutch the uh, purse scene yeah. on the elevator. Uh, on the elevator. Right. So she, you know, yeah. she moves the little purse and then the face he gives her like, yes. <laughs> Like, I go here. I, I, we're, we're all students here, man. Yeah, I attend this university. I'm oh, not going to steal oh. your crap. And then after the shooting, she doesn't realize that she's seen them before at any point on time during campus. Like, really? Right, right. Like, you ain't you, never seen my face, ever? You, man, well, you don't remember none of this, right? <laughs> well, that's right. We have class. It's funny. We've never spoken before. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you was boning my roommate, Broad. What are you talking about? Like, like you ain't never heard my name. Come on now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> You've been in my room. You've seen my pictures on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> How yeah. oblivious are you? Y'all anyway. know we all look alike. <laughs> Fair. 
Um, this is another thing. If you went to a, you know, PWI, this shit happens to you all the time. Shit, it happens to you as an adult in Chicago. Uh, they're breaking up their part, breaking up our party, while it's a whole mm-hmm. whole event going on across the street that they're not fucking with. And you like yeah. what? I hear it's Def Leppard jamming right right next door. You ain't said nothing, but you over here knocking on my door. What's that about? So that happens all the time. Um, the the uh, white guys being shook when all the brothers. So here's what's it's a frat house full of white dudes. It's like maybe eight brothers. Seven of them stand like near the porch so they can't come down and nobody tries to rush past the brothers, right? They just like, they on the porch like, whoa, and they boy getting hemmed up in the yard. It's 30 of them, but this is the reality. <laughs> they will not pull it. Uh, and then just the se- the separation, all of mine resonated with me on um, uh, going to a university as a black man camp uh, thing, but the separate parties, right? So like, they had the party where um, they had the big mask on. It must have been Halloween, and they were clearly in a union or whatever, and they dancing. And but, but it was just a black party, right? And then they were showing that conflicting with some the white party somewhere. I forget where, but uh, that's you know that's just how we got down, right? You just we didn't commingle like that. They had their parties, and we had our parties. Um, and most of our parties had to happen on a university campus rental hall or something because we didn't have frat houses getting passed down us from generation to generation or somebody's little bit ass apartment or whatever the case may be. So I don't know, like, like you uh, in the beginning, they were partying in his little apartment or whatever. That's just what you had to do. Um, and our shit was theirs, ours, and that shit was theirs. So all of, the, all of this just resonates to me as going as a black man on a, a white institu- in a white institution. Hey, and to that point, Hugh's room was nice, though. He had the balcony, he had the nice little living room. I'm like, where you living at, dog? This, this yeah, okay. right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to figure out if he lived on campus or if he was an off-campus apartment, but then the I, I couldn't figure it out. It was very nice. But he had a roommate, a white roommate right. on, on campus. Yeah, so Remy was one of his roommates and he was a freshman. Right. So this, yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a campus dorm apartment or campus dorm. Um, and I, it was probably like a suite. A suite, where, yeah. Yeah, where they had like the living room and then the bedrooms on the opposite ends or whatever. And Cube had a plan. He knew he was gonna he was the guy he was gonna party every day and bump music till they left. He probably has done that three, four times. <laughs> Cause Q probably on some old well no, he, I don't know how many if he's six years in, I guess all scholarship money gone. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, how was he paying for school at that point? Student loans? Jeez. Now no state school, it was probably cheap. I mean mm-hmm. Cheap is relative, but it was relative, right. well, especially back in '95. Right, <laughs> it's probably a little cheaper. Yeah, he probably had some scholarships that eventually ran out. Now he just on student loans. All right, would this this is my favorite category? Y'all already know. Would this movie be better if Denzel and or Angela Bassett was in it? Well, I mean, I guess we all agree or could agree that the only spot for Denzel is Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. I mean, he'd be a better professor. I, I don't see where Angela would fit in yet. Um, yeah, who would Angela be? Unless she was the professor. But look, they could switch the same spot. That's that's the only thing I can see. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I did fish out of this movie. 
And I love you, Fish. I love you. But you got to go. He just got to go. Wow, is the accent alone? The, I didn't the, think he did a terrible alone, job. The accent alone gets him disqualified. I'm sorry. Oh, no. He got to go. Oh, no. So you want that to be Denzel? I want that to be Denzel. And Angela, I didn't really have a spot for Angela, but that's a good call. Stop being sexist, Brian. Yes, she could have been the professor as well. <laughs> I, I think Denzel crushes it in this in this in this professorial role. Lawrence is just yet another thing I didn't like about this damn movie. Right. We haven't talked about how terrible Tyra was as well. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll get to her. Oh, Tyra. <laughs> But actually, in, in 95, how old was Andrew in 95? See, here's the thing. We always have this consistent debate with, with Angela Bassett, right? She's, she was 40 when she was 20, and she's right. 40 now that she's 60. <laughs> she's looked 40 a whole damn life. <laughs> so I don't know, right? She might have been fucking 15 in 1995. I don't even know. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, what if, no, nah, no, nah, I was say, what if Angela uh, Bassett was fudge if she was in the right? Why is it always an old uh, dude that's still on campus? Do girls do this? Did y'all ever know a girl that was on campus for like eight years? No, I didn't. No. I can't think of one. No, I can't think of none. I can't think of one. They didn't. Uh, there's no female peanut. I don't think so. Yes, you know. Naming names, B. No. He <laughs> didn't know he was on. I stayed for ten years. Ain't no secret there, shit. <laughs> <laughs> love, love you, love you, nut. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, was this movie directly responsible for anything in the culture? Did it shift anything, change anything, make you wake up and start doing something that you didn't previously do? I couldn't think of anything. I don't think so, but I think it was very reflective of the time we were in. I just think it was a moment. It was a, a piece for the <sighs> Um, that, you know, he somehow got greenlit. I don't even know how he got this movie done, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, straight boys in the hood. Everybody wanted them to do his next mm -hmm. thing. Oh yeah, he was coming out for it. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't think so. I just think it was a good, I think it, it sparked a lot of good conversation. Um, like I said, I went to a multi-ethnic school, high school, and we had a lot of conversations at lunch tables about higher learning and just the differences between us culturally and, um, you know, just trying to coexist. My, my high school looked a lot like their college um, and just trying to, you know, navigate even in the high school environment amongst us all. I think I remember having lunch table conversations about it. Um, I don't think it, I mean, in our young minds, I don't know how much it influenced the way we looked at life, but I do think it caused a lot of really good conversations. Um. I think it might have helped out a little bit. I think it helped, um, you know, high school students understand what it might be like if they go to a predominantly white college, some of the things they may have to deal with. And then also this is, you know, this is the, um, around the time of a different world. So it kind of showed you the other side. Like we got a different mm -hmm. world with TV and then you see higher learning in the movie where you can see the, you know, two differences in the spectrum. So I think it has some relevance, like even, Rewatching it, I I didn't remember how deep it was, and like we mm -hmm. talked about all the avenues that could touch. So I'm sure it was pretty uh, eye-opening to uh, 
you know, high school students that were thinking about going to college and what they may experience. Okay. And was school days out already too? Others, I think we had school days. We had different yeah. world. School days that came. School days came out in '88. Okay. Yeah. So this was his attempt to give us the other side. Okay. And it's probably the first view of a PYT from an uh, African American side or from the African American perspective that I can think of. It, it might be the only one to this I day. I was gonna say it might be the only one. I can't think of another. All right. I like See, there's that. good in this, B. There's good here. I don't. I don't dislike the movie. <laughs> I don't think the movie is well done. That's all I'm saying. It has some strong points, surely. Surely. <laughs> uh, who do we? What do we miss here? Do we need a sequel? Did we do? We need a sequel. No. No. I'd like to see a reboot, like a com completely do the movie over in 2020 with a whole different cast of characters like i like you know how everything they're making all these movies over i would like to see this one done over and better obviously better over <laughs> like with the backdrop of the trump election and all of that i think it could be a really good 2021 film do you all watch dear white people i haven't seen it i've heard about no nah. on netflix the one on netflix there's a movie and then okay. there's a TV show on, on Netflix. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I don't watch it, but yes, I'm familiar. It's kind of, Dear White People, the movie is kind of what we're talking, it kind of is a, so I have to retract that statement. Dear White People is kind of the 2000s version of this. Um, and then the TV show even takes it takes it further. And I will, even though I said, no, it doesn't need a sequel, it would be interesting to see what Malik and uh, Fudge do after school, especially Fudge, like if you yeah. want to become a judge or something, you'd like, students spend six years and go on and become a judge, right? You know, just just flip the script and show you what they're like after their college days. Does Malik come back to school? Why is Malik running at the end of the movie? Where is he running to? There's, there's supposed to be some symbolism there that I don't get. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't. I don't get it. It. Maybe it's maybe the symbolism is that he's going to continue his journey. Remember the 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 comment that Lawrence Fishburne's character made to him that you know when what do you do when you're being outperformed or whatever you run faster. So maybe that was that that nod to that statement at the end where he's running harder and faster. All of these things happen to him, and now he's running harder and faster toward. Toward what? That's the question. His future. His future. His future. Whatever that is in the future. <laughs> See, I saw it the other way. I saw it as, and I guess that's a more positive view. I saw it more as, because I think the last thing he said when he gets up from Fishburne's office is, I, I need to take some time. I need, I need some space or whatever to get my shit together. I took it as he running the fuck away from that campus. <laughs> and getting getting clear of all that bullshit. That's that's how I took it. But I like yours. I like your interpretation better, Erica. He's he's, he's running to his future. <laughs> how do you come back to school? I can't come back to that school. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You get beat up by the police all the time. I'm good. Yeah. My girl dead. Yeah. Kind of kind of on me. There's a reason she's dead. I I just yeah. yeah. I'm good there. 
I'm good. And why was he such this big time track star, right? But he was clearly the weakest link on his relay team. He ran second. He was the only one that got hawked. What? Huh? Why? Who said? Why were you so cold? And he's on a partial scholarship. And why did he not know what, what kind of scholarship did he have? Well, I think the partial scholarship was his, his coach probably took half the scholarship after that conversation. Yeah, because remember he that, went back to the coach like, "What happened?" Right, because he went and asked the coach like, "What happened?" He's like, "Oh, you trying to show me up? You take this partial scholarship." <laughs> okay, all right, that makes sense. Because I was always, I was always like, "How does he not know what kind of scholarship he got?" Right. But coaches can do that shit. They can pull your little joints. Um, and it was was he what? Was he never going back to track? I mean, to, to track practice? No. Because the coach kind of looked at him shocked when he showed up. Like, all right, so you kicked me out one day. All right, I'm I'm still coming to practice tomorrow. I don't get I don't get the dynamic here. So was he just kicked off the team because he showed up late once? I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Maybe it was a pattern of behavior that they didn't show. Maybe he had just got there though. <laughs> <laughs> been like a week maybe not even i mean he just unpacked how much shit could he have gotten into <laughs> That's, that that bothered me <laughs> and right. and it ain't even track season i was just about to say that it ain't track season not track season first first semester track season ain't till spring semester as, like, as, I, thought I thought y'all run in the um Y'all run in the fall though, right? We we practice and stuff. And there might be some indoor meets in like November, December. Right. But this, you know, and I guess they probably can do some practice meets outside because I'm assuming this is California. Another question. Is this California that this is supposed I to be? I thought it was Ohio. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know where they are. Why? Because they're in Columbus? Yes. Because <laughs> where else is there a Columbus University? Don't know what. They're not in Columbus. They're going to school at Columbus. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Let's see where this movie is set. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't figure that out in the movie. Like, and maybe that's part of the point. But I, I assumed it was in California for some reason. But yes, Jamil, we do have like indoor and, and practice meets later in the, the semester mm-hmm. towards the back end. But it's August, it's September. They're, they're, what meets are you doing? You know, it's funny. I was I was talking to a girl that ran in Minnesota, and she was saying, like, two weeks into school, they they start running, like they start having practice. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I thought we didn't run to the spring. It was like, no, we we get this thing going now. Yeah, practice, but they was having meets. <laughs> <laughs> it's not track season. <laughs> But yeah, you can't, yeah, you practice year round. That's, they they getting all their little money out of you. And don't show any halfway kind of sort of endurance and you'll be fucking around on a cross country team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I didn't, I'm not on the, what? Why am I, what? <laughs> all right, so, so we don't need a sequel. All right, we said, uh, we got that. All right, is this the best movie that the stars have ever been in? Eric's still trying to figure out what his movie is set. I am. I'm I'm (laughs) determined because (laughs) it was shot at UCLA. That's probably why you put it in California. Oh, did I see? I didn't even know that. Okay, fine. John Singleton went to school or did he go to USC? He went to one of them, right? Who? John Singleton. I think he went to USC. I think he went to USC film school. Hmm. If I'm not mistaken. All right. So we're going to touch on this, Erica, because you brought up earlier. Tyra. Best best thing she's ever done. 
<laughs> no, Erica, you had a lot to say earlier. Go ahead. I'm trying to. No. Um, well, she can't act in, in anything. So, <laughs> given that this was her first role, I'm going to say no. It wasn't the best thing she's ever done. It's probably the it's the worst thing Tyra's done. So, what's the best? I, probably Ugly Betty. The TV show. Oh, I didn't watch it. Okay, fair enough. But I don't know what other movies she's been in, but what other movies was she in? She was in uh, Love and Basketball. Who was she? She was Omar's fiance. Perhaps, uh, fiance. I clearly need to watch that again too. I, I, <laughs> I don't even remember her presence. She was, I mean, she was only in like one scene. But... Yeah, she was in there for like 15 minutes. You ain't missed okay, she, terrible. She's not even 15. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Oh, she was in Coyote Ugly. She didn't do terrible. Oh, Coyote. she wasn't Coyote Ugly. Yeah, Fair so enough. yeah, this was her most horrific thing. That They should not even let her be in what, what was up with her hair the whole the whole movie? What was going on with it? She's trying to figure it out. They, they let her style herself? It, so at first I was giving her some, I was like, all right, she's supposed to be an athlete. She's running. Her hair gonna be jacked up, right? All right, I give you that. But then there's a couple of scenes where she's supposed to be like done up in a little summer dress and her hair's down. It still look a hot mess. They used her natural hair. <laughs> I say it's gonna sound shady, you know? I'm not even trying. They hey man, she was in college, man. That was, that was just okay. They, they wanted it to be realistic and real. She, she played track. You know, I mean, she was a track star. You know, she she didn't do the the weaves and the. Oh, I don't know. If she was a track star. She was on the track team. Okay, That's fine. The natural, star. you know, she was doing the natural hair yeah. thing, the pull back yeah. ponytail, and they. What I'm saying though is, so in Love and Basketball, they had uh, my girl's head jacked up because she was a hooper or whatever. But then when it was time for her to go homecoming dance and get it done, it looked good. Tyra still looked jacked up. There yeah, were no homecoming that. dance in this movie, bro. <laughs> they did when they were, when she, she went got on the date. She, she had the cute little sundress on and the hair was down. It's it wasn't that bad in that scene. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that bad though. It was just real <laughs> natural. I, I think they let her comb her own hair. Bad decision. Q. <laughs> best, best, best uh, thing he's ever done. Nah. No, this was very good though. It's probably at the top, but I don't, I don't think it's the best. Surprisingly, surprisingly good. I, I forgot how much I like Cube in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think you're topping Boys in the Hood. Mm -mm. Um, I put this behind Friday to be quite frank. You got to remember when Friday came out, you had no idea that Ice Cube had a funny bone in his body. Yeah. Uh, so, but this is this is up there. Oh, I like him in uh that uh. uh that, that school, that fight up the, what's that thing called? Where he gets into the fight with the other teacher after school. Um, I never saw that one. The one that came out recently, right? Yeah, it's a couple of years old. Hilarious. It's hilarious. I think I know that one. Um, is it called School Fight? Teacher Fight? I think that's maybe what's called. I think it's School Fight or something like that. It's something like that. I forget the exact name, but it was it's hilarious. Hmm. All right, so we're saying Cube, no. Fight Teacher is the name of it for those who want to watch it. Sis Fist, fist, fight? fist fight. Yeah, I'm going to watch that later. Oh. Add it to the list. It's funny. Um, all right, so we're saying Cube is what? Boys in the Hood? 
Y'all thought we were saying Friday is his best one. I like Friday. Yeah. I'm going I for it good. Then Friday. Okay. Actually, I think this movie was better than Boys in the Hood, though. No. And I've got <laughs> and I've got issues with Boys in the Hood, but no. I think so. For you? Think this is better? Yeah. As an overall movie, you think this is a better movie? No, his work. Cube's oh, his work. Oh, his work. Yeah, his, his work. work. I think this is better than Boys in the Hood. Um, because Boys in the Hood is who you would think Ice Cube would be. You wouldn't see Ice Cube as being this college student as you know, all for the people. Like, I kind of think that's what acting is. Like, when you, when people see you as something they, they don't know you as being. Like, Boys in the Hood was NWA essentially. And I think this, yeah. for him to act a little bit. What's funny about that is, I think this character is closer to who he actually is as a person than who he right. portrayed himself to be in NWA and uh, mm -hmm. Boys in the Hood. I think that actually was more of the act than, than this. But I see where you're going with it. Um, it's just that he has some he has some emotional touch points in Boys in the Hood that he clearly doesn't get a chance to do here that kind of sway me that way. But I get where I get where you're going with. Uh, Fishburn, hell no, <laughs> no. Mm -mm. I don't even know why he took this role. Man, he was helping John out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. It's not. It's actually a good role. I don't know what he was thinking with his accent. I don't even, why, why, why? Hey, he was like, I'm gonna experiment with this role right here. Let me try right. it. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I guess, I guess that's why he never did it again, huh? Right. <laughs> Let me try this. Let me see if I can get this in. He needed a why, why is John Singleton even letting him do it? Why isn't he just like, bro, no, that's, no. Come in, come in the film room. Let's walk. You see, you hear this shit? No. Let's, can we just use your real voice? You can't on. say that to Fishburne when you're 25. Fishburne will be like, you know what? Get, get the hell out of my face. I'm the director. <laughs> <laughs> do what I want to do. Have Fishburne even had a, uh, what's love got to do with it even come out yet? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So That's Fish wasn't like, no, like, what was, what was his biggest role before this? I would have to look at his IMDb, but I mean, it's not like fish is, is some heavyweight like that. Oh no, yeah. What's love got to do with it was ninety three. Oh, okay, it maybe is. Oh, All right. Yeah, you can't talk All to right. him after that. Yeah, you can't. You can't tell, you can't <laughs> tell him nothing. <laughs> you can't tell I can't. <laughs> Fair enough. If it came out before, then yeah, nope, nope, none. Got, but got, again, got. why did he do this film? I think it's not a bad film. It's not a bad role. Why did he do that accent? That's the that's the question. I'm telling you, if, he was trying some stuff out. He just wanted to try some stuff on screen. If he if he had not done that accent, you wouldn't even be asking why is he in this movie. You would just be like, oh, fish is in that's the movie. That's true. Very true. <laughs> true, true. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go, uh, what's love got to do with it for fish, even though Morpheus is my man. But I still got to go. I you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned Morpheus because I feel like this professor's a little bit of Morpheus without the accent. Agreed. Kind of like challenge you to figure it out. So mm -hmm. maybe this was the Sega for Morpheus. There you go. He's trying some stuff out and then Morpheus came out of this. Well, thank God he didn't do the accent and more. <laughs> <laughs> what Can do you, you think? Imagine? What do you think? I mean, he did kind of have this uh, pompousness to his tone, right. but he. He, he killed the, well, where was he even supposed to be? No. British? That's why he, I, 
it, it was, I don't know what this dude's supposed to be. It was very muddled. Wasn't it like West Indies? Like a man? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like when Madonna started speaking in like like she was from Britain. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 Bitch, you are not from fucking London. Stop it. Uh Omar Epps. I'm gonna I'm stick with love and basketball. No, yeah, I would say, yeah. I would agree. Love and basketball for sure. Uh, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Is it his only work? Was he in? I was gonna say, what else was he in? He was in uh, Shaft. The, with yes, Sam Jackson. Shaft is his best work. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what's funny is, he's just this dude 20 years older. <laughs> so this we know what happened to Drez. Drez is, was a livery cab driver in New York. We already know. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the reboot of Shaft with Sam Jackson, go the first one, the first one's not very good, but the second was actually pretty funny. Uh, but go watch it just for Buster Rhymes so you can laugh and be like, and fast forward to the parts he's in and be like, yeah, this is the same dude. Which one was the second one? Is that the one with Richard Roundtree in it? Richard Roundtree is in. Richard Roundtree is in all of them, but the second one um, is where his son. It's only two. Oh, so the second one had Richard Roundtree and the uh, young dude. The young dude, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was. Yeah, but Richard Roundtree is in the first one too. But yeah, with the young dude. That one's actually pretty good. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the first one. Except for, um, what's his name? Um, My man is so underrated. I always, then he's underrated because I always forget his name. That played the bad guy. That played Peoples. Jeffrey. Oh, uh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. He was good in that. He's good in everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Morris Chestnut. No. 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 Best man? Best man. Absolutely. Best man. She's thinking about it. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. So (laughs) he could, whatever y'all say. (laughs) <laughs> Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. That is not that girl's name. That is her name. Alicia Silverstone was not in this movie. Who was that? Oh, this what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Christy Swanson. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! You just gonna make Alicia Silverstone be in this film? <laughs> Christy Swanson. What else was she in? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's all I can think of. Uh yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Was that he? Oh, that was her? okay. The Phantom I never saw. Hmm. Oh, they say she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I didn't know that. Oh, Where's she it? was the one. She was in it for like a hot second when okay. they asked where he is. He's like, "Oh, I heard from my cousin's friend, Susan, blah 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 blah, and he's really sick." Like she got that. She has that one little line. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the best work. But I got to put it. Yeah, got to say Ferris Bueller. I was about to say this, but it, yeah, Ferris Bueller. I would give her higher learning. <laughs> she had a character and a role, and you know. Nope. nope, Ferris Bueller, best movie she ever been in. So it's not even debatable. Uh, Brenda. I don't know. She's got a, a resume full of greatness. She got to She got to go what Oscar now. So no, absolutely no. I'm gonna say Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Good. What did she win? Oh, she won the Oscar for it on TV, though, right? 
Uh, oh, she oh she did win the Oscar. What did she win the Oscar for? Whatever yeah, it was the net wasn't it the Netflix series? Yeah, it was a series. It wasn't a movie though. It Can was you a, win for, for a, a, a series? I don't think it was an Oscar. I think it was an Emmy. Emmys, yeah, whatever. Oh, she maybe won. it was an Emmy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, seven seconds. No, she won an Oscar for Bill Street Could Talk. Oh, that's what I. Yep, I never saw that actually. Was I didn't either. That's a movie. That was a movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so no, this this definitely ain't gonna best work. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I guess I guess I gotta see if Bill Street could talk to, to have a fair uh, opinion. She's still Brenda from two two seven to me. God damn it! That's it. Always gonna be Brenda. Always Cal, gonna be Brenda. Calvin messed up. <laughs> <laughs> she was really good in um, Watchmen too. Uh, who else we got? Let's get to the white people. Michael Rappaport. Hey, when I went back and watched this, this dude did a good job in this movie. He did a good. Yeah. He was he, he was easily the best actor in this movie. Exactly. I was like, man, I didn't know. I don't remember him acting like that, but very good. So I'm, yeah, I can't remember I like, anything else he was in. Uh, he was in this. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. He was in this in one flick. That I really liked. Um, so he was in True Romance, Higher Learning, Metro, Copland, Deep Blue Sea. I really like Deep Blue Sea. Uh, the Sixth Day, Dr. Doolittle 2, Big Fan, The Heat. He directed Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest documentary. I did not know that. Oh, I forgot that. Um... I'm gonna go deep blue sea. You know, I forgot what he was in Metro. Metro was a much slept on movie. I, I like Metro. Metro with uh, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy, yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Eddie started falling off the cliff. He was in Hitch too. Was he in Hitch? He was in Hitch. I was going to say Hitch. Who, who was he in Hitch? I don't remember. I'm just looking at it. But he was in the I think I've only seen Hitch maybe once, so I'm probably maybe twice. Hitch, Hitch is hilarious. I, I was one of his clients in Hitch. Okay. I don't recall it at all. I stand by Deep Blue Sea, damn it. I like Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Hitch. Okay, Hitch, fine. What about Jennifer Connelly? I don't even know what else she's been in. <laughs> Come on, man. Jennifer Connelly actually been in some good movies. What's she been in? Let me look. Also racist. A lot of stuff. Oh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Huh. A Beautiful Mind. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. For Queen for a Dream. Hey, that was good. For Queen for a Dream might be the one I go with. That was a crazy. Wait, hold on. Oh, she won um Best Supporting Actress for a Beautiful Mind. Okay, so I guess I can't, I guess I gotta go that then. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, I guess I gotta go there. 
You win an Oscar, that's your best work. <laughs> Brigitte Wilson. Which Mortal person? Kombat. <laughs> oh, wait. She was in a Happy Gilmore, too. Wait a minute. I mean, not Happy Gilmore. Um, what was that other movie uh, with uh, Adam Sandler where he was the rich dummy and he had to go back to school from starting like third grade or kindergarten? Uh, what was the name of that movie? talking about? Adam Sandler. He played no. in a movie. Actress you're talking about. Oh, Bridget Wilson. So she's the she's Kristen's girlfriend, the blonde. She remember she had two girlfriends, the taller of the two girlfriends. She wound up meet, marrying uh, Pete Sampras. Oh, I have no idea who this is, but yeah. I'll <laughs> I mean, you have gone deep into the cast. I don't know. <laughs> Bridget Wilson is, is, a, is a famous she was, actress. She was in the movie? Um, she's a famous actress. Yeah, but I forgot about that character. Completely. Um, I didn't know she married uh, Pete Sampras. You just educated me. Like, Billy what? Madison is the movie. Billy Madison, yes, Billy Madison. She was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. She was the older sister. I would say that's her best work. I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yes, that was the best movie she's ever been in. I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with Mortal Kombat. Damn it, I love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. Um, Special effects wise, but I still like it. I don't care. I loved it when it came out. She All right, Mrs. Smith, huh? Yeah, she was in. A, she been in a couple things. Yeah, she, she was in um, the Wedding Planner. Dude, Last I, Action I, Hero. Yeah, how you know and why you know who she is? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Screw, you, <buddy>. Screw you, buddy. Screw you. <laughs> All right, uh, soundtrack. Not bad. Not a lot. There wasn't a lot to this one. Not bad. It's got a. Uh, it's got my Tony 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 cut on it though. So that's it. I think that's probably the most memorable song from the soundtrack. Actually, it had a couple of songs. So Outkast got a song on it. Yeah. The I brand new heavies got a song on it. Jeanne got a song on it. Mm-hmm. Michelle and the Ancello. I like that Soul Searching. I do like that one. Ice Cube got two songs on it. Clearly, they didn't go nowhere. Yeah, no. Ask of You is about, uh, about the best yeah. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, soundtrack. so the soundtrack. And in, a, in a time when soundtracks were so important to fans. Yeah. This one didn't match up to any of them. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. I guess that's why I don't own it. <laughs> right. I had to search for it. Like, what was on this other than the Tony, Tony, Tony song? Yeah. Which is really a Raphael Sadiq song, but I'm gonna let Tony 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 have it. It is. All right. So I got a couple of other little last minute nitpicks. The opening credits are awful. The song that's playing, the way they flashing across the screen, awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. I don't know what he was thinking. Columbus University, heavy handed much. You think it was too spot on? I mean, come on. I get it, but come on. Come on, John. Come on. Do you have to hit us over the head with it? Come on. <laughs> he has, but he had to, you know, we're just now reaching the point in America where people are tearing down Columbus statues. Fair enough. And he was giving us 
all of the Columbus heat in 1995. I think I'm just, I think the movie, even though it was poorly done, a lot of it was before its time. I think that's why I keep saying like that movie made now will resonate probably a lot stronger with people. I mean, the acting was left a lot to be desired, but the themes and the the, the issues, the social issues that he yeah. tried to touch on. I'm, I'm not even gonna say it was poorly done. It's poorly acted. Poorly absolutely. acted. That, yeah, poorly acted, absolutely. Right. And he just did too much, which made everything just like get lost in the, in the wash. Um, if he had just picked two things, I think this could have been a far superior film. But like I said, when you black and you're doing films, you better better put it all in whatever you can get in because you don't know when your shit getting another run. Um, and, I, and I mentioned this earlier and I just want to reiterate it though. And I touched on everything else I kind of had a nitpick with. Um, college really, it, it shows you how college can really shape you. Like it's not high school. It's probably, it's not your mid twenties. You know, I mean, all that helps obviously build who you are, but those four, five, six years of college really, really kind of mold you into who you're probably going to be for the rest of your life. And I will give the movie that, that it, it shows how, you know, you kind of, even inadvertently, like how you get shuffled into these lanes um, and what you, and you either break out of them or you stay in them. Uh, and it really, it does do a good job uh, of that. You know, poor Remy, poor Remy. He just wanted to be an engineer and he was just socially awkward and. But you know, it, it is, to your point, it shows him to try to fit in all these different lanes, like, you know, being roommates with Cube to moving out to trying to join the frat, you know, he's like, how you get in the frat? And they kind of pushed him out and then the dude just found him on the street. <laughs> And I mean, and this is how this is how these people get like recruited and become like skinheads and shit, right? They're outcasts everywhere else. And these dudes embraced me. They accepted me. They understood my struggle. Um, yeah, you know. that, that speaks to you got to send your kids off to college having some sense of who they are. Yes, because if you throw your children into a college setting and they're flailing in identity and just don't know who they are or what yes you will you go to hbcu and hang out with them them knuckleheads saying, and only right. there for a semester <laughs> you get with the wrong folks at the hbcu it's the same thing <laughs> you more likely to you more likely to start selling crack if you uh falling with the wrong people at hbcu <laughs> hey it's america baby <laughs> <laughs> but even like I look at my boys um, I look at my friends and I, I've got all the same homies I had in college and they are like who they were shaped to be then maybe not to the extreme some of them went you know was super woke and was chaining themselves to the admin building and shit like that you know they're not doing you know they're not out there doing that now but they're in professions and careers and their path was written in college and it came to fruition. Who they are and who they wanted to be, for the most part, is who they are. Um, and they did, and you didn't have this like you know vision. Obviously, in high school, you're too young, uh, and it's hard to shift. And maybe you can't shift or don't want to shift when you're an adult. So these these college years, and I keep impressing this upon my my son who's in college now. It's super important, and you know, 
this is where you're going to find yourself. And if you come out of college and kind of haven't found yourself, you might be in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good advice. Yeah. yeah for sure. Fuck around. Because you can't, you ain't white. You can't go backpack through Europe and figure it out. Nah, homie. <laughs> <laughs> you black. We don't do that. No gap years in the foster household. <laughs> no gap years. You can take a gap year. And then you can go work at the Gap because I don't know who paying for your tuition when you go back. It ain't me. <laughs> hey, y'all, that was higher learning. That was actually more fun than I anticipated. <laughs> next week, next week, I'm going to do the whiz. Oh. I know Jamil don't want to do this. So we, I'm not even calling <laughs> you. I'm not even calling you, brother. But we're going to do the whiz. It's going to be a good time. I don't like it either. You don't you don't like the whiz? No. On that note. <laughs> don't disown me, B. I don't like it. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs>